The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Is VAR working for really bad fouls and tackles on the football pitch? That's one of the things we're going to talk about with Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer with The Independent. But first, Miguel, has there been any word from Brighton as to how badly injured our big hope of Irish football, Evan Ferguson, was against Liverpool? So I, I was actually on to the club today just asking about precisely that. It seems we're not going to have any sort of definitive answer until the next few days. I mean, I suppose it is a good sign that he was uh, he was walking at the very least um, as he came out of the stadium. But uh, at the moment, it's, it's wait and see, basically. Well, there are people who are saying Virgil van Dijk was walking after the assault by Jordan Pickford on him in Goodison Park in 2020, and he was missing for months as a result of it. But well, I, suppose, I mean, to be fair, that, that, that is... I mean, I'm, without, without being... Uh, I've got no medical qualifications, obviously, but that was a, a knee and a, and a, and a cruciate, yeah. whereas this is obviously... A, 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 so like a, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's as relevant in, in, in this case. But again, we I suppose we we don't, we won't, we can't say for certain. For well, I suppose days. the reason I bring it up, Miguel, is Liverpool fans were rightly very upset that uh, at the time Pickford wasn't uh, punished appropriately. But how did Fabinho get off with that tackle? Because even if the ref missed the seriousness of it, how the hell could VAR have missed it? Well, I mean, from that, I mean, it did feel as if Fabinho himself, from his reaction, knew he was going for a red card. Uh, he was. You could see him. I mean, put his hands up straight away to use, I suppose, uh, f- football terminology. But he literally did it. Uh, he looked uh, remorseful, uh, but also that realization that that was a bad tackle. I, I did wonder, looking at the replay, I wondered did they focus too much on the first part of the challenge? I mean, because it was actually it's amazing. There was two steps for it. One was the initial clip. Then, secondly, the the one across. And yeah, I I, I think this is one of those where. The VAR is supposed to be about eliminating mistakes. The defence is always that it'll get to ninety-eight percent mistakes, um, and there's always about two percent. But in, in in this case, it feels like that's one of those two percent. But it's not one of those explainable ones because this really was glaring. I, I, I'm. I'm I'm still surprised. I must, I'm, but Miguel, I'm does it seem to be? Does it seem to be a return of the tackle from behind? That it's becoming more prevalent in games and does there seem to be now a thing a lot more stuff it seems to be deliberately let go in a game well I mean some of this has to do with it's this constant back and forth with football's rules I would say and especially the lady which, which is the let it flow directive uh, which is where so many of these tackles ultimately come down to refereeing discretion because they don't want to be stepping in every minute and I suppose that is actually connected to VAR as well because suddenly you can you can start um, a, you, you can be you can scrutinise to a much greater degree than ever before but obviously they don't want VAR's recourse for everything so that's fed into this directive which as you say feels like a, and, I, and it, it's a classic case of unintended consequences in that regard in that occasionally and there have been a few examples over the past year or so um that will spill into something a lot more uh, reckless. Let's move on. Transfer deadline day tomorrow and there's some interesting moves announced over the last 24, 48 hours and about to happen. And one of the most interesting is one of the best players for Manchester City in recent years has been Wokancelo. 
What's happened that he's fallen out of favour and now apparently he's on his way to Bayern Munich? Well, immediately, I suppose the juiciest part of this is what was reported by the Daily Mail today by Jack Gaughan, a very good reporter who covers Man City, that um, things have turned frosty uh, between Cancelo and Pep Guardiola. From speaking to a few people since then, um, I've heard a few people think that when Pep Guardiola talked about happy flowers, in the end, that unusual phrase, in the aftermath of the uh, Spurs game, Cancelo was one of the players he was talking about. I mean, not the only one, it must be said, um, because he obviously wants a response from a lot of his team. But I think just as interestingly, and, and kind of ties all this together, and, and, and this is it, it, it's so relevant toward the course of City's general season. So, obviously, he's got Erling Haaland there. Because of the way Erling Haaland plays and because of how infrequently he touches the ball in general play, as we've discussed on the show, uh, it does mean, basically, City have one less player in build-up. So, to compensate for that... It means Pep Guardiola wants his his fullbacks to go inside much more, and that kind of Philippe Lam role he had at a, a Bayern, Bayern Munich because he's all about more players having control of the ball, and this is his, his great not a concern about Haaland, but it does kind of disrupt Guardiola's ideal in football. Now that goes against what Cancelo had been for City, which wasn't really a fullback at all. I mean, it was essentially a new position, almost a, a midfielder who cuts inside and plays wide, and he was devastating for City. And, and that's the thing, I suppose. Cancelo was often driving into that space that Haaland occupies now or shooting from that area uh, from 20 yards out. Um, evidently, because Cancelo can't play that sort of Rico Lewis role he has now or the Philippe Lamb role, he wasn't playing as much. It does seem, it does sound like that. Has, this has fed into maybe a bit more than a personality clash, and ultimately, yes, City have sanctioned the most, one of the most surprising deals the window would say. Maybe, maybe not from the last few weeks, but because, as you point out, that uh, Cancelo had been one of City's most important players, one of the players of the season last year in, in everyone's best eleven. Okay, is there more money than sense at Chelsea? I mean, Enzo Fernandez looked a terrific player in the World Cup. But to spend 105 million sterling or about 120 million euro on a player that Benfica bought six months ago for 10 million euro, what sense does that make? Well, this is the thing. I mean, and you could, you could point to similar with kind of the, the price quoted for Caicedo Brighton, given he was bought for what was a 4.5 million, given that um, Mitoma, who scored against Liverpool yesterday, he was bought for 2.5. Won't be too long until he's going for a similar figure, or at least people are trying to buy him for a similar figure. Um, and yeah, Chelsea have become the most extreme example of a growing issue, which is the disproportionate amount of money the English football has because it's a broadcasting deal and the cycle that's created. And yeah, yeah, you're right in terms of the um, it, it, it's more money. It's, it, it's remarkable. And, and it's all the more remarkable because the way I've had Chelsea's approach explained to me is that they think they've spotted inefficiencies in football's market. And they're going to exploit those inefficiencies the way they go business. Now, I'm not sure how anyone would describe fees of you know over a hundred million for a, for a young player like that as as efficient in any way. Uh, as someone in football pointed out to me today, I mean, we're talking about a hundred million. That's the sort of price that even even now, even in this market, a hundred million usually goes for kind of one of the best players in the world who's basically a, a guaranteed lock in his position that, he, you know, say Van Dijk at Liverpool in 2017. That's what we're talking about. But now it's for potential. Um, and it's remarkable. I mean, in all these in all these policies that Chelsea have had, you know, they, they, those in the club would argue, yeah, it's about these inefficiencies in the market. 
But there is a reason some of those inefficiencies exist because, I mean, yes, you're paying for potential and sell-on and all the rest of it, but it's potential for a reason because it's not guaranteed. Second, the other one, of course, that's come up a lot in this in this window is in the, the length of these contracts. Well, there's a reason clubs don't usually tie young players down to these contracts because if they don't do well or it turns out to be a flop or the potential doesn't get full, become fulfilled, well, then suddenly on the club side, they're locked into these players for so long. And, you know, Arsenal have actually shown the opposite of that in the last two or three years in the way they've basically, they've got rid of a lot of those big contracts in um, in players. Now, I know these are older players, but it's the same sort of principle, you know, Bamiyang and Ozil. But I, I do wonder whether the Enzo Fernandez deal will take place just because Benfica are one of those clubs like, Oh, and we seem to have lost Miguel, which is unfortunate because I'd, I'd be have you back. Actually, we got we haven't that much time, so I want to throw a few more. Will Arsenal get Moses Casado from Brighton? Oh, it's gone again, unfortunately. Okay, well, that's transfer deadline day wrecked for us. Well, tomorrow's transfer deadline day. There might be a few more things to talk about in tomorrow's programme. But look, we've lost Miguel on the line from England. So what we do is we're going to turn to Gaelic football and golf when we come back after this. The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.